Good morning, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Fourth State Drive Time. This is your host, Marty Duran, coming to you live from a rainy and wet I-40 this morning. A little Tuesday morning rain. Check out Gordon Lightfoot's early morning rain. That's what's been on my mind most of this morning. Thanks for listening. It's good to be with you. If you're not reading Spiegel, you're missing out. Story that broke yesterday, I think it was, uh, could have been overnight. The EU has plans, though not implemented yet, to send money and supplies to a number of African countries, even those that are headed by dictators, in order to staunch the flow of refugees, possibly even to return refugees. I don't think all of this has been fleshed out. Uh, The documents were from a meeting held in March. They were confidential, and uh, they were obtained by Spiegel and German national television, I think, or at least a television station in Germany. The plan is to provide enough resources for countries around the Horn of Africa to allow them to supply refugees that are in their countries. Here's where it gets really problematic. One of the countries is Sudan. The president of Sudan, you may remember, is Omar al-Bashir, and he is wanted on war crimes charges uh, for crimes against humanity. And the plans, which again is a pending, are a pending action, would include the sending of scanners, cameras, digital, and servers to the Sudan to allow them to track and register people, uh, refugees that are within the bounds of their country. Now, I don't have to tell you what a terrible idea <laughs> some of this is. Uh, there was a book written uh, in the probably in the 90s uh, by Edwin Black called IBM and the Holocaust. If you can get your hand on a copy, it's fascinating reading. It's available in used bookstores. I think there are uh, some used copies in the Amazon marketplace. It's certainly available new. IBM and the Holocaust was an in-depth study of the role that the, uh, at that time, the world's largest business machine manufacturer, IBM, played in allowing Nazi Germany to register and track Uh, who in their population was Jewish. They used this by, um, back then it was punch cards, and uh, people had to register based on these punch cards. And if my memory serves correctly, it's been a while since I've read the book, they um, they had to give certain characteristics. So like when you fill out your your profile from... um, you, a job application or you fill out a uh, some kind of tax record or something and ask if you are white, black, or Caucasian or whatever, uh, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, those types of things. Uh, the Nazis used these kinds of records to more easily track and isolate the Jewish population. So, do you see any problem at all with the uh, war criminal dictator of Sudan having the ability to photograph and scan and store digitally documentation about refugees or people in his own country, which he's not hesitated to isolate 
kill if necessary, in his mind. So that's in Spiegel this morning, linked in the episode notes. You might want to take a look at that. Again, it's a pending action. It has not happened yet, but that's uh, that ranks right up there with Among the World's uh, worst ideas. Donald Trump, I think this headline was on CNN, is now lamenting the fact that uh, the mayor of London has spoken out against him, and he has he says, quote, very rude statements. So the Donald is... Um, concerned that the mayor of London has made very rude statements against him, also known as telling the truth to the rest of uh, the thinking population, or to the thinking population. Will this make any difference? No, but it is uh, ongoing evidence of uh, Trump's inability to reckon with what his policy proposals would do, potentially, as you know, the mayor of London is Muslim. And he's openly questioned whether he would get to visit America under a Trump administration. And even went so far as to say that if he was coming to America, perhaps he should come before the election so that he could be sure to actually get in the country. Uh, Just FYI, yellow cab tag number 05920 can't drive in Nashville. Primaries today in Kentucky and Oregon. Interesting... uh, Analysis from, um, I think this might have been in Real Clear Politics, I'm not sure, or The Hill, was how many people in the Republican primary would continue to vote for the other candidates who are still on the ticket but not actually campaigning. For instance, last week in West Virginia, approximately 25% of the people who went to vote in the Republican primary cast their ballot for someone other than the only candidate left in the race, Donald Trump. So it it seems to be that there still is a a displeasure among a a pretty solid minority of Republican voters that are not pleased with Trump. certainly does not mean that 25% of Republican voters won't vote for Trump in in the general Uh, It doesn't mean that those 25% are going to vote for the Democratic candidate, but you can be assured that some of those 25%, uh, an unknown number, uh, are not going to vote GOP in the general election. And without them, the GOP doesn't have a chance. So that's going to be be interesting uh, as we build up to November. On the business side of things this morning, uh, Wall Street Journal report that... Berkshire Hathaway, headed by one uh, octogenarian Warren Buffett, the 86-year-old has taken a bite out of the apple. Purchase of one billion—that's billion with a B. Purchase of one billion dollars worth of Apple stock earlier this year. One reason this is interesting is because Buffett has long resisted the allure of technology businesses. Uh, If you're familiar with his philosophy, he doesn't buy stock, he buys companies. That's the way he looks at it, and he encourages other people not to buy stock, but to uh, buy companies. They're investing in a company, not buying shares of stock. Uh, It's a fine distinction, but it's an important one if you want to think like Buffett does regarding uh, investment strategy. And Buffett has famously shunned uh, technology companies, always saying that he doesn't understand them. He doesn't understand the technology 
therefore he can't properly evaluate the company for investment purposes. But at the age of 86, uh, there are some younger players coming in. They, uh, they're called his heirs. They're not his physical heirs. They're his uh, corporate heirs, Berkshire Hathaway heirs. And some of his younger heirs, apparently, or some of his heirs uh, inside the, the fold uh, are willing to reach out some. So they bought a billion dollars worth of Apple stock. Um, I can't afford a share of Apple stock. If you haven't ever read uh, any investment books, uh, Buffetology is a really interesting read. There are a couple of, um, that may be the one. There is a book that was written by his daughter-in-law who uh, learned from him and wrote a book based on his uh, investment strategies. There are a couple of really interesting books on investing about Buffett. And uh, if you want to read something that might bolster your own thinking, illuminate your mind, then uh, check out one of those. Not, they're not biographies. They're analyses of his investment style. Uh, and they are written for the lay folk like myself. Thanks for listening to The Fourth Estate. If you'd like to advertise, June is wide open. If you'll notice, uh, I haven't mentioned advertisers in the last couple of episodes. That's because the advertising has expired for those individuals and companies. So if you'd like to... Uh, join up and be advertised on the fourth state shoot me an email marty at roundtablemediagroup.com or if you'd like to uh, use my blog just go to martyduran.com and use the contact form there let me know you like to advertise i can work you out a deal to advertise on the podcast and the blog if that's what you'd like also if you'd like to advertise across the roundtable media group family of podcasts and blogs same email address, marty at roundtablemediagroup.com, and I can get you the stats on uh, page views and podcast downloads to give you an idea of uh, how much exposure you'd be getting for your money. So, I uh, hope that you'll do that. The Fourth Estate is a production of Roundtable Media Group, and we are looking for the truth behind the dominant narrative because facts do matter. Facts matter now in an election year more than in a normal year, and they're always pretty doggone important. And as always, this is your host, Marty Duran, and as always, I hope you have a fantastic day.